friends, and welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. My name is Kofi Anyimedu. My guest is the founder and chief travel officer of Torpedia Travel. In these roles, she has overall responsibility for ensuring brand and sales growth, corporate innovation, program development, customer satisfaction, client-focused problem-solving, and outstanding service delivery. With over 17 years of experience in business operations, project management, and travel in both the United States and Ghana, she has a stellar track record of building brands and developing business opportunities through strategic communication and effective management. She has held operations and project management roles with a number of Fortune 500 companies. My guest holds an MSc degree in international business and an advanced certificate in project management. My guest loves hiking, working out, traveling, and exploring new destinations in her free time. Her passion for wellness and travel led her to establish Torpedia Travel, which is a destination management company that embraces wellness at its core. My guest today is Tara Bedema. Tara shares her entrepreneurial journey on this episode. Welcome to my show, Tara. Hi, Kofi. Thanks for having me. All right. Um, let's start a conversation by you telling us a bit more about yourself and your childhood. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, my name, well, my name is Tara and I was born in Nigeria. I grew up okay. in Ghana and I spent most of my adult life in the States. So typically okay. I have a blend of all these, of the cultures of all these places that I have lived up until this point. Um, mm. As a child, I traveled quite a lot, both on the continent and internationally. Um, I traveled from Nigeria to Ghana. We did Ghana to Liberia. We've done Togo, UK and Canada. All I, I remember my first trip. The first trip that I actually remember was when I was about four and made a trip to, to Ghana. Um, that's what I remember. I also remember being a little older and making trips to Liberia. So that was a bit of my childhood. Um, I was very active. I grew up with a big family. I had lots of cousins at every point in time, siblings, friends. I, I always had a lot of people around me. I also loved sports. Um, sometimes you could describe me as a bit of a tomboy because I was very boisterous. <laughs> Loved, <laughs> I loved running. Um, and then as I got a bit older into like my teenage years, I picked up volleyball and also badminton. So I've always been very active. Mm. I've loved mm. keeping myself busy with, with, with activities as, I, as I've grown. When I was young, one of the things that I really wanted to become was an interior decorator because I have this creative streak as well. I used to make okay. reading cards for our families and I'm quite particular about aesthetics. So about how things look. Um, I'm not just about the functionality of things, but I also want to be specific about the way they look. So those are some mm. of the key things that um, that I remember as as I was, you know, as a child and I was growing up. Um, as I became, should I say, a younger adult, I still took a liking to fitness. So I got more intentional and more um, more purposeful about living a healthy life, trying to adopt a healthy lifestyle, watching what I was eating, mm. uh, making sure mm. that I was exercising consciously. Um, because, you know, when you're younger, your metabolism works on its own. You don't have to think about it. But as I got older, mm. I realized I actually took an interest in being particular and being sure about 
the things that I was putting into my body and how I was maintaining my body. So I used to work out quite a bit. Um, I also used to do an annual 5K run um, in Philadelphia oh, okay. from 2011 okay. to 2017. So that also kept me on my on my fitness journey, on my fitness goals. Um, and then also as I got older, I appreciated travel more. Um, it was very exciting to go to new places, understand how people live, see how differently or how similarly uh, cultures were or the way they, they went about their daily chores, the way their lifestyles were, the kind of foods they ate. Um, I was very excited about all of this stuff. So um, I made a few trips with it again within the continent. I've, I've visited Namibia, I visited Jamaica, Switzerland, South Africa, Japan, Paris, the list go. I think at my last count, I was at about 16 or 17 countries. Um, mm. So it's something that I really, and yeah, that's something that I really enjoy doing. And it just it just brings me joy. So that's a, a nutshell of of about how I grew up, um, my childhood, um, schooling years, and um, into into kind of who I am today. All right, very very interesting. Uh, so I can describe um, describe you as a travel freak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes, that would be that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that would be an exact um, so, description of me. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, so we'll talk about your company, Torpedia Travel. Um, but prior to its setup, did you try setting up any business? Um, no, I wouldn't say I tried setting up any businesses. I did have some hobbies that I took very seriously. Um, again, I mentioned earlier that I had a creative streak. So I realized yes. that a lot of my hobbies, yes, kind of leaned towards that. I did try my hand at making candles. Um, I didn't get into making that a company. Um, I would sell a few to my friends and family, but it never okay. really was a business. Yes. Mm. And then I also... I was also very interested in wrapping things up and making them look pretty. So I used to okay. do gifts, gifting services, like luxury gifting services, again, for okay. some friends and family, but they were not uh, a business that I actually had started. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Um, let's now talk about your career. Um, can you walk us through your career and the amazing things you've been involved in all these years? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I would say that my introduction to corporate world started out through mm -hmm. sales. Um, okay. I worked with, um, a, yes, a Fortune 500 company. I did sales with them. And through that, it was interesting talking to clients, um, understanding what it is they needed, and then trying to align our products with their expectations. So that okay. was that was like my my first I'll say my first job and I enjoyed okay. it because it was it was very satisfying in in speaking to someone and getting a solution for for their for their issues, their concerns. Mm -hmm. Um from that point on I was I was promoted to to a routing manager for mm -hmm. the for the state within the northern part of New Jersey. So that I took on a bit more responsibility. It was not now just the one-on-one -on -one face to face um customer interaction, but this was working with the technicians in our in our company, dispatching them, making sure that they were completing their routes in a very efficient manner and they okay. were getting the job done within the time that, you know, within the timings that they were expected to. Mm -hmm. um, I also then grew into an administrative and customer service manager. So that 
introduced me, that was, I would say, one of my biggest openings into the world of operations, because then you're taking a, an even bigger look. You, you have more oversight over the day-to-day runnings of the business, um, about how everything is functioning, making sure that from the clients who call in, they're getting great customer service over the phone, to coordinating, again, working with the technicians, making sure that um, when a customer requests a service, we're out there on time. So just all those little nooks and crannies and all those details were key in 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 running the operations of, of the company. From then, I, I took an interest in project management as well. All right. So after, after that, I got an interest in project management. So I took some courses in, in project management and started working in, as the role of a, of a project manager. Now, this role also entailed a lot of coordination, a lot of working with, um, with engineers, working with a client and making sure that their deliverables were, were, you know, were presented within the time, again, within the timelines that we had set out for these projects to be completed. So again, it, it was very, it, it, take, it takes a lot of organization, staying on top of a lot of things, making sure that you're managing the scope. Um, we're staying on track because, you know, from time to time, the clients would try and add or say, oh, could we, could we add this on? Could we do that? And we had to be able to manage their expectations, explain to them what was in the scope, what was out of the scope. And if they wanted to include those it would extend the timeline. So mm-hmm. with with my experience in project management and then also administration, I realized that these are skills that could be applied to any kind of industry. And they were just a great core set of skills that once you have, I believe that you could work in, in any industry that you, you wanted to in terms of the operations and the general oversight. So that's, that's about that um, in terms of my administrating and operation roles. Um, and then I also worked in the travel industry. And that is one of, the, one of the major points for me as well, which kind of took all these skills that I had, all these all these um these soft skills and core skills that that I already possessed over my years of of working in in corporate in corporate America and I just put those together and applied them to travel so when people we helped people schedule their travel to to Africa and looking and playing playing with all the different factors again my role in sales came in handy because it's understanding what the client wants um the role in administration came in handy because it was organizing their their travel working with vendors working with service providers so it just seemed like the perfect blend of my passions and the skills that i had acquired over the years and that was one of the you know one of the the blossoming or the the big points for me in in my career Okay, very, very interesting. Um, let's now talk about your company, um, Torpedia Travel, and, and, and yes. your activities. But, 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 but before that, um, why the name Torpedia? Well, the name Torpedia, because when I, when I thought of, when, when I had the conception of, of this travel company, this destination management company, I wanted mm-hmm. it to be all-encompassing. So okay. the word encyclopedia came to me. And I said, well, you cannot, you, you know, the, the best way to, to attach this to your travels would be to put the word tour because you, we want to be able to capture everything that you are looking for in a tour. So I figured, I said, well, the name Torpedia sounded good. Let's, let's put the two together and then put the travel at the end. So we, okay. we encompass everything that you're looking for in a tour and then we help you mm-hmm. travel. So Torpedia Travel <laughs> was, uh, was, Torpedia was, 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 was an interesting pick. 
Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds it sounds very nice. Topedia travel. Yeah, yeah. Sounds quite nice. catchy. A couple uh, clients told yeah, me yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Now let's talk about the story. The story behind the setup. Um. What's the story behind the setup of your company? Topedia Travel. What's the story behind it? Okay, so to be able to tell you the story of the setup, I, I think it'll be good for me to give you some background into what Topedia actually is, um, the type okay. of company that we are. So we okay. are a wellness-focused destination management company, and we strive okay. to deliver immersive experiences, and we are also celebrating the rich African culture through travel. Mm. So mm. what Topedia does is that it helps people who are interested in exploring and visiting Africa. We have a full okay. range of destination management services, which include flights. We have the ground transportation, the accommodation, your tour guiding, okay. if you have meetings and events. So as I said, all encompassing. We're putting everything in there, but we're making sure that the, the key of all of this is is, is wellness focused. So okay. we work with different types of clients. We have families, we have individual travelers, we have some private groups, we have um, organize, um, corporate organizations. We also have educational institutions that travel with us. So that's that's a bit of a of a nutshell of what Torpedia Travel actually is. Um, I've, as I mentioned earlier, throughout my travel, uh, throughout my childhood and my adult years, there were two major interests that have always been consistent, and and they've seemed to have grown with me as mm-hmm. I've gone through, you know, childhood, um, being a young adult, turning into who who I am right now. And the first one I would say would be the the excitement that I always feel, the desire, the passion that I have for exploring and discovering new places. So okay. it's not just with new places and experiences and travel, but sometimes even within whichever environment I find myself, it's always exciting to find a new restaurant or to find a new experience, a new um, a new theater, you know, so that's that always brings me joy. And then secondly, the dedication to the lifestyle of staying fit and healthy. That has seemed to be a very consistent um, pattern through throughout my, my life. And it's not that I'm doing it just because I know I have to do that to stay healthy, but I actually enjoy doing it. I actually have fun doing it. So I figured that why don't I combine both of those and, you know, Make it make it a business, something that I really enjoy doing. So when I moved from the States to Ghana um, at the end of 2017, okay. I would go around, visit different places, and I'm quite big on social media. Um, so I'm always posting pictures. I'm always sharing pictures with my friends, sharing videos, telling them, oh, look what I'm doing. You know, I'm out here in this village. Um, you mm. know, there's a festival going on. We're doing some drumming and okay. dancing. After that, okay. I'll send pictures of maybe the food that has been, pre- been prepared. So mm. it got a lot of my friends, especially those back in the States, asking, like, whoa, the, all of this looks really exciting. It looks really fun. You know, how can we do this? How can we get around doing it? I said, and to me, it just seemed easy. I'm like, well, you just get on a plane and then come over here and then we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> just connecting you know, connecting the the part of what I thought was not a big deal to realizing that people actually needed help at creating such experiences. So that sparked a little, you know, a little flame in me, like, hmm, we could, you, you know, you could, you could turn this into something. So I had the idea of starting it. And then in 2020, 
And then, as we all know, that's when the world was hit with COVID. So that was, you know, it seemed like, oh, what a letdown. You had these big plans for travel and you you are so excited about all of this. And now we have COVID. No one, everyone's kind of stuck in their countries. No one can get out of where they are. You know, what are you going to do? Right around the same time, I had also, um, I was also undertaking my master's, my master's degree um, course. So my topic that I picked for my thesis was wellness tourism in Ghana, its challenges and prospects. So considering and knowing what I wanted to do with travel, it seemed like the perfect the perfect topic. And it wasn't just, again, it wasn't just a thesis that I was writing because I had to write one, but it was something that I really had an interest in. So using this um, this time of, of schooling and then also of COVID where no one could really travel, I was mm-hmm. focusing more on doing the research that went into wellness travel, um, wellness tourism, okay. Um, okay. basing all my, you know, basing the business plan in line with the theory of okay. wellness travel. So it's not just, um, it's, it's not just standing alone. The whole concept of, of our travel is actually based on the foundations of research and, um, you know, in theory, it's not just, oh, this seems like fun. It does seem like fun, but then it's, <laughs> you know, it has a solid foundation. So yeah. that was, um, as much as COVID was a, a really downtime for travel, I kind of turned it around and said, you know, there are certain things that you would not be able to do when you have clients coming in because you need to be focusing on the clients. So that that first year, the 2020, which was really terrible, I kind of used that to, to do a lot of my research, to put together my papers, um, to really structure the business in a way that I would be set up for success once things started to, to ease up. So in... In a nutshell, I could say that it was a fusion of, of my passion as well as with a theoretical foundation. So it helped me also hone into the actual type of, of well. Because, you know, when I started out, I was like, oh, I'm just, it's just going to be wellness. But with the research I did, you, I, I got to understand the different types of wellness travelers, um, which section of them are growing. You know, we have primary wellness travelers, we have secondary wellness travelers. And this is something I'm really excited about. So I could go on and on, on and on about. <laughs> but it just helped me that this research and, and the academic side of it actually helped me hone in and understand the type of clients, the kind of um, customers who I'm gonna, I was going to be selling this idea to. So I think that that's, that's about the story of how we came to be. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about what we did and, and where we are right now. Okay, all right. Um, so I've been looking at what you're doing. I visited your website. I see a lot on social media, Facebook, and all yes. the other platforms. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so so, can you share some of your local and foreign tour packages with us? Um. Some of our local and foreign packages. Okay. So as you said, we we are quite um heavy on social media, and and our website does have a ton of them. But um, I would pick. One of them, the one of the local ones we have is called the Wellness Wonderlust. It's one of okay. my favorites because it's a, I would say it's it's just about a five day tour, so it's not too okay. in, it's not it's not too demanding of people, and it's one of my favorites okay. because as much as it's one of the local packages, it's one that um, people coming in from from outside of Ghana could also participate in and and get some benefits from. So. 
the tour starts off initially with a, with like an intention setting ceremony that we have, which helps you just look within yourself and, and come to terms with the reason why you're coming on this journey. What is it what, what is it that's within you or what is it that you're trying to achieve by the end of this journey? Because it's a wellness, it's, it's one that's heavily focused on wellness. You're asking yourself, um, are you trying to detox from maybe, you know, from your, uh, from technology for a little bit? Are you trying to, to find some meaning of your life? So whatever it is, we, we, we set aside some time for you to just do some deep introspection and see what, what you want to achieve by the end of this. Throughout the package, throughout the, the tour experience, we do have um, yoga sessions. We have like an early morning yoga session, which kind of, again, sets your, your mind and your body right for, for the duration of the trip. We have some high, light hiking because there's not everyone who's a very robust, um, people are not, we don't have all our clients being heavy, you know, very high on activities. So we have a light hike in between there as well. There's an experience in there where you get to to sit with a local family and you learn how to make some very nutritious foods in a in a in a very eco friendly way. So we have the okay. the fires over the stones, um, and then uh, you're using clay pots. You're just okay. really detoxing from all the gadgets that we're used to. You know, the elect- electric stove or being served yeah. dinner. You're, you're then you're actively participating and just enjoying nature and and being one with 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 the people that you're you're around as well. And then one of the highlights that I really enjoy about this as well is we have a a drum circle in the evening so it's like a moonlit drum circle on the beach so that's also very nice you get to drum you get to sing you get to you know you get to to meditate out loud with Mm -hmm. a few other people if if you came on a on a group tour with Mm -hmm. the other people that are on the tour with you so that's that's one of my favorite wellness ones because at the end of it you leave feeling very relaxed you feel refreshed and then you have another session where you just kind of reflect and ask yourself what were we able to or was I able to achieve the goals of of this wellness wanderlust that I I embarked on you know four or five days ago so that's one of my favorite local um, packages that uh, I'm happy to share with you and then in terms of the foreign ones um, we Yes, we that that's the local one. Well, we have a foreign one where we ha- we have a trip to to Seychelles, um, which is in eastern eastern Africa. So you leave whichever country your your country of origin. We arrive in Seychelles. There's um you know there's a again there's a welcome dinner where we 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 welcome everybody to the country. Let them know what to expect on the tour. The tour is filled with museum visits. There's a botanical garden visit as well. There's a city tour. Um, you get to experience the food. You get to experience the people. We have some island hopping tours as well that you can go on to. Seychelles is one of the countries that's also has a pretty famous yacht week. So a lot of their their sailing and their boating experiences are things that people look for when they when when they travel. If you if you go to Seychelles, majority of the time you you would be doing one island activity or the other. So we incorporate that as well. And um you you get to touch on or experience a, a bit of culture, a bit of history, um, a lot of wellness and a lot of fun as well. So those are two of the packages that I think are my current favorites. They keep changing from time to time, but for now, those are my <laughs> my two my two favorites on the local and the foreign trips. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your favorites with us. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see you come along on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so local tourism um, is now seeing a lot of interest with a uh, number of interesting packages being put forward by players in your field. Um, what are your views on how we can effectively promote local tourism? Well, I find this to be a very interesting question because um, I think prior to 2020, when COVID had everybody more, or less, should I say, stuck in their, mm. in their home countries or wherever mm. you found yourself at the point, a lot of times we would think of travel or would think of vacations and we're thinking about leaving the continent or leaving mm. our country. COVID made us understand that there are certain things that we can enjoy right here because even if you had the means to go out, countries, other countries were not open. So we were, we were kind of um, encouraged to, to consume our own. So I think that that was one of the, let me say one of the upsides of, of, of COVID, you know, I, I try to look on the bright side of things. I'm not always looking at the negatives. So I'm trying to see the, the light in whatever situation we have. Mm-hmm. And I would also commend the, the Ghana Tourism Authority because They've done a, a good job with um, with promoting local tourism. They have these programs, kind of like the See Ghana, Eat Ghana, Wear Ghana campaigns, where they yeah. encourage Ghanaians to to actually yes to act- actively be involved in in showing off our country and experiencing it ourselves. Um, eating foods made in Ghana. They've had a number of of food festivals where we can go. There was one not too long ago, which was, I think, the Wache Food Fair. That was, you know, heavily promoted as well. <laughs> yeah, they have. A, there's one that's coming up for World Water Day, um, which is the Water is Life Thrill. Um, and it's really promoting, yes, what, what we have in here. You know, there's the, we, we promote very heavily the Kwewu Easter um, programs, where now yeah. I know we have hot air ballooning that has actually been added to the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Takaradi Carnival. So there are lots of things that we have here, so many cultural activities and um um, experiences that we could we could participate in. So I think that I, I would commend them for for doing the promotions that have been done up until this point. Um, some additional efforts that I think would would even help boost uh, local tourism a bit more would be to you know to work with with the government to improve the road networks into some of the more rural areas. Um, a lot of some of our untapped opportunities are. In, pretty remote places, which are a little harder to get to. So that's a little discouraging when you're trying to, maybe you have just three or four days um, and you want to experience Ghana. Chances are you end up just experiencing a geographical area that's of closer proximity to you because you don't want to be traveling for long times. You know, so if we had maybe a, a good rail transport system, or maybe more access, more affordable air access to some of these countries. It'll make it, sorry, not some of these countries, some of these areas within the country. It would make it easier for people to get up and say, oh, I'm going to spend a weekend <clears throat> in the northern part of Ghana, or I'm going to spend a, a weekend at the, in, you know, the far, furthermost western point, because it's, it's not too, it's, there's not too much of a drive, or it's not too much of a flight to go out there and, and mm-hmm. see these things. So I think these are some of the things that help. Also, if we promote more of like community-based tourism where we educate people in the area more about the history of where they are, um, the, the tourism potential that, that they, they have, it makes each individual in the community more or less a guide, a tour guide. So it's easier for them to share their history when people come in there rather than having to create a full package for people to, to be able to 
learn about some of these, um, some of the history, some of the culture, some of the heritage in our local areas. So that, you know, when, when you, when you focus more on the community-based tourism, you'll realize that there's more sustainability in that because there's, you know, there's oral documentation of, of passing down these stories, passing down these histories through generations and, and getting it to spread. And then you also have these eco-friendly experiences because, you're keeping it local. Like I mentioned, the experience where you're cooking over a local fire, it's it's very eco-friendly. You know, you're you're using firewood, you're you're there interacting with the people, you're probably eating out of a leaf. And these are things that the locals know about. This is their life, this is what they do. So just giving them a little bit more um, encouragement and teaching them about these things will help them pass that message on to to visitors to their areas, so to their communities. So I think these are a few of the things that we could do to to keep promoting local tourism. Okay. Um, so you've been on this journey for some time. Um, like any human endeavor, I believe there's been some challenges and lessons you've picked up. Um, let's, yes. let's start by talking about some of the challenges you've encountered in running Torpedia Travel. Can you share some of these challenges with us? Um, yes. Torpedia Travel is really a service-based, um, it's a service-based company. So we're relying on a lot of vendors and um, other service providers to be able to provide services to our clients. So for example, when a, a client comes in and we're handling their ground transportation, we're handling their accommodation, we're handling their meals, we are relying on transport companies, we're relying on hotels, we're relying on restaurants. So, and then all the, the waiters, the, you know, the, the wait staff, room service drivers, we're relying on this entire network of, of service providers. And the service industry in Ghana could really use, you know, use a bit of work. We do have certain establishments which have kind of got the hang of it, but I know that that's an area where we have had some challenges, um, where sometimes you show up to a hotel and they're not really ready for you. Meanwhile, they've had this reservation for months. You have called them two, three, four times, reminding them that your guests are coming. You have made all your payments. You, you know, you've gone over and over and over with them, but you still show up and they're like, oh, you know, the two of the rooms are not yet ready yet. Your clients uh, are on their way in there. So um, that, that's one of what, that's one of the the things that we we realize sometimes happens. Yeah. So the service industry could still like, we, we have had some challenges with, okay. with some of those. Um, okay. Some of the standards of the facilities outside the main cities are not really up to, should I say international standards? So it makes it difficult to patronize some of these sites, some of these, um, some of these attractions, because you know that maybe they're not, they're not safe enough or they're not clean enough to the standard that your guests are expecting. Cause you're dealing with people who are travelers. They've been to other international destinations and they have an expectation that we need to be able to meet. So unfortunately the, the, the poor standards of some of the, um, some of the sites just automatically eliminate those sites from the tour package that we can we can offer our clients. Um, so, as I said, the maintenance and preservation of some of the monuments and sites could, you know, we need to focus a bit more on making sure that those are kept in in good condition for 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 visitors and for for locals for anybody who wants to to visit these these um, spots. Um, another thing that I would say that has been a challenge has been sometimes we have clients go back 
to their home countries. And we do have, we do follow up with them, touch base with them, see how they're, you know, how they're doing after their trip, if they're planning to come back with other friends. And sometimes what we hear as well, you know, we went to such and such place and we would have loved to have picked up some literature or some brochures or some really nice souvenirs of these places to help us relive the experience. But we don't really, we don't really have the most of the sites you go to. If you're lucky, you'll find some t-shirts, but (laughs) you don't really have brochures that kind of walk you through, you know, the experience when you go back, at least you can share those with, with your friends. So they end up relying just on pictures, maybe short videos they took with their, with their phones, but it would be nice to have, some appropriate souvenirs, yes, and literature available. And I think one of the biggest ones that we have dealt with is that Ghana is typically not marketed as a wellness destination. Um, Ghana is marketed as a cultural, uh, you know, a country or a destination which has a lot of culture, has a lot of heritage, which is correct. But with, with our niche, we are looking to push more of the wellness and for for us, it's been it's been a bit of a challenge. So I, I mean, we we like a good challenge, and we have had discussions with a few of the officials um, at the tourism authority about okay. talking about how we could, you know, put Ghana on the map internationally for its wellness options as well. So we're hoping that that goes well. But I think that these are about the, the few challenges that we have encountered. In, in running Torpedia, making sure that we're we're delivering service, exceptional services with, with Torpedia. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so just as you shared these challenges with us, I believe there's also been a lot of lessons you've picked up on this journey. Um, can you share some of these lessons with us? Well, I think that the, the biggest lesson for me is that every single day is a learning opportunity. Every single day. Um, I've, you know, I've, I have some experience in the industry. I have written a thesis on the, our niche. So I felt like I was very well equipped to, to come into, you know, to, to get on this platform and then deliver the services and, and run this company. But um it's been intriguing. It's been exciting. There's, as I said, there's a lot to learn. Um, there's never a, a dull, a dull day. And one of the things that, one of the lessons I've learned is not to be afraid to take risks because they do, they, you know, you take risks and then you, you, you get rewarded for, for some of them, but the ones that you don't get rewarded for, at least you learn from them. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I feel that every day comes with learning opportunities. Um, we're growing every day. We're learning something every day. And with with travel opening back up globally, it's it's showing us that you know just being persistent and persevering, regardless of the the conditions or the current situation around you, will get you to your destination. You just have to keep pushing. Just have to keep going. And um, and again, in being in such a niche, you know, I was one of the 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 questions I had was that no one's really doing this wellness tourism thing. So you're going to be the only person doing it. And what kind of support are you going to get? So you could look at it that way, or you could look at it and say, Hey, no one's doing it. So the market is there for you. So there are many untapped opportunities. There are lots of benefits. And I think I've mentioned before that I'm always up for a challenge and it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey in terms of learning and just growing the business and suiting it to exactly what our clients our clients want. Okay. So we're just about wrapping up. Um, I have two major questions before we end this conversation. Um, 
a lot of my listeners and viewers are all either in business or looking for opportunities to start business, to start something and grow it. Um, okay. So what would be your advice to someone with that desire to, to, to start something in your field? What would be your advice to such a person? Something in the, in the tourism field, if they wanted exactly. to start. Exactly, yes. What well, would be your advice to such a person? Okay, so I would tell them that tourism, sometimes from the outside looking in, it looks like everything is just a tour. Once you're traveling, it's travel and tour. It's travel, it's tour. It's, <laughs> it's just that. But I think that you could get, you could get carried away or pulled into many different directions if you don't identify your area of focus or, or what it is you want to do. Do you want to do adventure travel? Do you want to do cultural and heritage travel? Do you want to do um, medical travel? What is it that you want to do? I think the first thing to do would be to do some do some research, um, look at your strengths, uh, judge the environment you're in, and then use that to decide on your area of focus. That would be the first thing I'd say you should do. Um, I'd also say it's also very useful to research your competition. Um, okay. Coming into, into the fields, it's good to know who the big players are, who, you know, who you're up against. Um, and it also helps you strategize in terms of what kind of alliances are you going to make um, mm-hmm. or what, you know, who's already in the field that can complement what you are bringing into the field. So I think that that's a key aspect you should look at. I also, I also know for a fact that you need to identify and understand who your ideal customers are going to be. Because if you don't know who your ideal customers are, what are you giving them? How are you, how are you offering something that you know people need? So you need to do some research in that as well. I would say that I think this goes without saying you, you should be able to also provide exceptional experiences, experiences that'll have people talking about what you've done, have them talking about your company, have them talking about your staff, be like sharing the word so enthusiastically that this is, you know, such and such is doing this in tourism. And I took a tour with them and I was blown away. You, you should be aiming for that. And then it's also important that you showcase the best of your destination. So wherever or whichever destinations you you decide are going to be your destinations find the best places find the hidden gems the jewels and then mm-hmm. highlight those for your customers they'll they'll walk away feeling like they've gotten something very special um in this day and age i would also tell you that technology is your friend so you yeah. want to figure out the best way yes the best way you can talk about your company or get get the word out there tell your story out there with technology because the old school way of doing things is really not going to get you anywhere <clears throat> in this in this environment in this day and age. You know, figure out how to put your business on TikTok. <laughs> figure out how you are reaching your ideal clients through whichever mode um, has been shown that they are they are using, whichever mode of of social media or or communication that they are on. Target that and then um, speak to them on that. And finally. Be prepared to take the risk. It can be scary. You're about to jump into something. Maybe you have some experience and maybe you don't. But I think you should follow 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 your gut, you know, and take that risk and do it. Okay. So listeners, you've heard it all. Take that risk. Take <laughs> yes. that risk. So, okay. So before I wrap up, um, what will be your last words to our listeners and viewers? before we sign up. So um, I'd like to thank you all for joining us 
on this episode of The Entrepreneur Speaks. Um, we're really happy that you stuck with us through throughout the whole interview and the whole discussion. Um, I would like to say to you that you should visit Africa. Um, I don't know if you have visited some of the countries before, but if, if you have, pick a new country and, and come back. The, the continent has so much to see, so much to explore. We have amazing people. We have wonderful cultures. Um, come, come over, visit us, get firsthand insights and perspectives from the locals because that's, the tr that's a truly immersive way to, to travel and to experience the culture of people, to sit with them, eat with them, talk to them, have them open up to you and tell you um, some of the some of their aspects of their culture, aspects of what they do that you don't see online, you don't see in books. These are things that you'll only hear from locals, you know, firsthand experiences. So we welcome all travelers, whether you're an adventure traveler, you're here for leisure, for culture, um, for, you know, if you're an educational traveler, we welcome you. And especially if you're a wellness traveler as well, we'll be very happy to host you. So come visit Africa, come visit, you know, come, come see us. There's a lot to discover. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to explore and there's a lot to experience. So we hope to see you on the continent soon. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Tara, for sharing your rich experience with us today on the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. We wish you it's the very best. Thank you, Kofi. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. Wish you all the best. Yeah, thank you so much. So this has been another exciting episode of the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. I'll come your way next time with another interesting episode. I remain your host, Kofi Anumenu. As always, do take good care of yourself and let's continue to keep hope alive. Cheers.